How you doing, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Cajun Conservative, where I go ahead and I talk about life, I talk about liberty, I talk about the pursuit of happiness. And yes, I show the world that Cajuns do have intelligence. And I'm not telling, saying about every Louisianian, because there's just some people in Louisiana that don't know what they're talking about. I'm not talking about the individuals that live in this great state. I'm just talking about our, some of our politicians. They ain't too bright, which we're going to talk about in a second. But I hope everyone had a good week. I hope everyone had what was was blessed beyond measures. And I'm going to be honest with you. The stories that I'm going to bring up from this past week, man, I, 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 especially Wednesday, I'm just going to give you a heads up because a lot of the stuff that happened that I'm going to bring out happened Wednesday of this week, which was uh, four or five days ago from this recording. And, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I'm just wondering about politicians on both sides of the issue. Listen, folks, I am a diehard Republican. I tell everyone that I am a Republican and I, I I'm, I'm getting to the point to where I'm thinking about going no party. And it's not because of the nationwide Republican Party. No, it's the state part, the Louisiana. If you're from Louisiana and you ha- hold on to conservative views and you, you were hoping that the veto session would went our way, you know, you, I, I'm surprised a lot more people don't tell me, hey, we're, we're going to go to no party. But before that, I want to just remind you, if you have not yet, please hit that subscribe button. Because, you know, when you hit that subscribe button, you get all the new updates. I mean, you get all, every, all the new episodes coming right to your phone. You get reminded that you have to listen to this Great, good-looking Cajun conservative here. You know, if you need a reminder, you know, hey, you might like this program to where you can't wait until Monday morning gets around so you can hear it. But if you have not yet, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, where whatever platform, Google, Apple, Spotify, anything of that nature. Go ahead and check it out. Also, tell a friend, you know, we, we have Facebook. We have, you know, text messages, and we send them all out. But go ahead and tell your friends about it. And, you know, start a group chat about what I've talked about during the week, or do something of that nature and spread the word out, you know? And, and that's, that, that's, that's a reminder. Also, go like me on Facebook at the Cajun Conservative Show, and um, I'll go ahead and i share news articles throughout the week, which I'm going to be bringing out a few of them that I, I saw right here. We just, we, just have a few, we just have a lot of news this week. And uh, just to help me out and to get the, the listenership up, um, without my listeners, I would just be sitting here with a mic and talking to myself. But talking to the listeners, it's just a great pleasure. And I love when I hear someone come up to me and say, hey, we loved your show, or hey, we listened to your show, and thank you for what you're doing. It, it, words can't describe how I feel when I hear that. So I just want to thank you all. But remember to hit that subscribe button and also tell a friend. Go like me on Facebook, the Cajun Conservative Show. Also want to give you an update on Brothers Just Searching. Uh, Brothers Just Searching has been blessed lately. And if you know what Brothers Just Searching is, we are – it's a call, I'm, part of a show where we talk about biblical truths and talk about current world events. Right now we're studying the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 2. We're looking at the statue of Nebuchadnezzar's dream and breaking out a few things. Well, the series made made an impact for us because this was the first time we tried going on YouTube and it worked. So go ahead and check out Brothers Just Searching's YouTube channel, Brothers Just Searching podcast, and you better see see your good-looking host on there talking about the word of God and my brother and one of our good friends and we all brothers in Christ that's why it's called brothers just searching go check us out on YouTube um, we're also on Facebook brothers just searching you can go find our podcast also on Spotify Google and um, anchor and all that all that good stuff where you find the Cajun conservatives you can find brothers just searching all right so last week we had Luke Dupree on and we discussed the 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 veto session that is happening that happened in the great state of Louisiana, and it should have come at no surprise. No govern no none of the governor's vetoes were were uh, were overturned. Shocking, I know people. If you you know, this is the bad thing about the state of Louisiana. And I, I did a whole podcast a while about about the the politics in Louisiana because I have friends from all over. 
the United States. And when they see Louisiana, they look at us and they say, y'all are a red state. Y'all are a state that go ahead and back Donald Trump. Over 60% to 65% votes went towards Donald Trump. And you're a Republican state. And I, I hear everybody tell me this. How can you be a Republican state and have a Democrat governor? Because I've learned something this past year, folks. I've learned something, and I knew somewhat before. Republicans here in the state of Louisiana, are a lot of them are not Republicans. They might have an R behind their name, but they really are rhinos. They're, they're Republican in name only. Now, going into this special session, which we talked about last week, was Mr. Ronnie John, a senator that said, oh, I got, I have, I had a knee replacement. And I can't go because the doctor said I can't do nothing on my knee for a couple of weeks. Okay, that was a good answer, but there was some, there was a lot of people that were sick or had injuries that still went up to the state to vote. And Ronnie John of course, folks, and I'm, I'm, I'm spilling the beans on him right away. You know, I'm going to wait on that because I'm going to explain a couple of things. Ronnie John was promised by the governor a position, which we're going to talk about later on. But Ronnie John decided not to attend this, this, this veto session. And, of course, you know, there was two bills that really stuck out in this veto session. One was the transgender sports bill, where if you were a biological male and you transgender into a woman, which y'all know my views on that already, you could not play in women's sports, even if you are considered yourself a woman. Now, we have not had no problems in the States. That's what the governor said, why he vetoed it. If we had, uh, and that's the thing I would like to ask the governor. Well, governor, if we did have an issue, what if you signed the bill? See, folks, it's easy for him to come out and say, well, I could, I, I'm not going to sign the bill. It's not a problem, Louisiana. But that's, that's, that, that's kind of that's hypocritical of him. Because we don't have the problem, we don't have to fix it? What about preparing for a problem before it arises? See, folks, apparently our governor don't think that or he knows that, but he don't want to ruffle feathers with Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and the rest of the Democrat establishment. That was his excuse, though. Hey, we don't have a problem in Louisiana with that, so we're not going to touch it. When we come across that, that's when we're going to go ahead and address this issue. But he vetoed that. Then he vetoed the uh, constitutional carry bill for this great state of Louisiana to where right now Louisiana is an open carry state. If I have, you know, if I have a pistol on my side, it has to be visible. That's open carry. But if I conceal it, I have to have a permit. That's what Louisiana people, they were just trying to say, hey, let's get rid of that. You know, I have family members that went take this class. And, you know, they almost spent $300 for two people. $300 just for them to put their shirt over their, uh, over their gun. Now, I understand the training and I understand all that. I think people should. If you're going to hold a firearm, you should, have, you should, get, you should edu- educate yourself as much as possible. I'm not going to disagree with that point for the governor. But to tell them, hey, you can't have a gun, that's, that's totally opposite as well. You can't do that. The Constitution is our constitutional carrot. And it was trying to enforce that. But John Bell went ahead and uh, he went ahead and vetoed that. Now, altogether, there was like 28 bills that the governor vetoed. Do you know out of that whole veto session, they only had two bills come up? It was those two bills I just mentioned. What about the voter integrity? What about all these other things? See, we're going to get into that in a few minutes as well if we have time. But come on Tuesday, they opened up this session, and we were all excited. A lot of people were excited because the transgender bill passed 26 to 13 or whatever the numbers were. It passed the threshold. Folks, to have a supermajority in the Senate, you have to have 26 votes, which Republicans have 27. Ronnie John was not there. And we're not going to forget that Ronnie John was not there because I'm going to tell you why he didn't show up. It wasn't because of his knee, folks. I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you right now. Anyway, so Tuesday comes around. We hear that they passed the transgender bill. It's going to the House of Representatives of the great state of Louisiana. We're excited, but our, our excitement was only short term. Because we get an article, this was posted at 2.04 in the afternoon on July 20th, which was the Tuesday, 
saying the Louisiana Senate failed today to override Governor John Bell Edwards' veto of a gun-related bill. By the vote of 23 yeas and 15 nays, the motion to override the governor vetoed failed to be adapted. Motion to reconsider led to the table, the Senate website says. And then they go ahead and break down the votes. Now, you might be wondering, wait a minute, Isaac, we just had 26 votes that, that passed the transgender bill. What happened? Well, apparently, we didn't have enough votes because of flip-flop Republicans. I'm going to name four today, and I've already mentioned one, Ronnie John, that says, oh, my knee, I'm sorry, I can't make it, my my knee, <laughs> I just had surgery, I can't move on it, sorry, Mr. Senate President, which I don't blame, I, I'm, I'm going to put some blame on Cortez and uh, Clay Shakespeare in a minute. But the nays did this, they had three Republicans. Now, initially, these Republicans voted for constitutional carry. They went ahead and voted yes on this bill. Now they flip-flop. You want to hear the Republicans, Louisiana, and also the whole world, because we got to let the whole world know about these fraud Republicans. Bernard from Natchitoches. We have Fall from Baton Rouge. Let me check. If the, uh, we have uh, and Connor from Monroe. Not Monroe. Uh, Monroe. I don't know where that is in Louisiana. If you know, please send me a message and tell me how it's properly said. But these three Republicans, Bernard, Connor, Connick, and Foyle, all voted no for the Constitution to carry. Now, folks, I'm not done yet. So this bill, and look, I, I wrote a lengthy post on my Facebook page about this. But the next day, the Wednesday... They go ahead in the House of Representatives. Now, I don't know what the Senate was doing. You know, we have 20, uh, 26 other bills. They could have been doing something. I wonder if they were just twiddling their thumbs. But anyway, going to the next day, the Wednesday, the House of Representatives took up the transgender bill. And they failed. For, for, they, they had 68 votes. They needed 70. They either needed two Democrats or two Republicans. Now, I've talked to Luke Dupree, and he, he believed that they would probably have one bill that would pass. But do you know what President Paige Cortez said right after the vote? Got up there and said, this concludes the veto session. Folks, I understand these two bills in Louisiana was the highlight of this veto session. That's why everybody asked for it. But when you have 26 other bills that the governor vetoed, one was an election bill. You had other bills that was common sense that the, that the governor didn't want. And Clay Shakespeare comes out and says, hey, it's all done. Y'all can go home. They closed the, look, not one bill for this governor was, was vetoed, was, was overrided. But then you have our governor going up there, which I heard a commentator say that the other day, that this was the best thing that ever happened for John Bell Edwards because John Bell Edwards, show, look, I'm flexing my muscles. No matter what y'all do, y'all can even come together and try to fight a bill that all Louisiana wants, but I still have the last word. Because it, it, I'm going to give some people a shock. He's asking for mask guidance now. He's telling people, hey, wear masks because we are surging. The, and why this came after the veto session? Because he wanted to see his playing cards. He wanted to see what cards he would dealt with. And the Republican Party failed. Especially the three flip-flops. Bernard, Connick, uh, and, and, and Foyle. They all failed us, folks. Them three sold their souls to the Democrat Party. In that news conference that John Bell Edwards gave after Cortez says, hey, we're done. He said, we got to come together and work against COVID. It's funny how all Democrats do that. They want to go to COVID. But we got to work together now. We got to fix what's was broken in Louisiana. And when they asked him the question um, about, about, um, about Ronnie John, Hey, is Ronnie John going to be the, the new gaming commissioner of the state of Louisiana? John Belair, John Belair was wanted to hurry up and push that to the side. He's the leading candidate. We're not going to talk about it. We need to talk about COVID. Democrats always go to COVID or racism, folks. Folks, 
this this is my whole issue with this. Now wait, let me let me clear this up though. This is that's why Ronnie John and look Ronnie John, if he's listening, can call on this program and I'll interview him for fifteen minutes and I'll grill him. Or if he wants to call, if they want to have the guts and call men like Munger Fon and answer the tough questions, go ahead and tell the Louisiana people why you didn't go. Don't say, oh, my knee. It was because you were getting that gaming commission position. And, folks, the Wednesday after John Bell Edwards said that, you know who was announced for the gaming commissioner? Ronnie John. It was also asked the question if John Bell Edwards promised or threatened legislators to to change their vote. The quote of John Bell was, I didn't have to threat too much. A lot of promises. And, you know, if you can't, if you take the word out of politics, it ain't politics. John Bell Edwards won again, folks. And I know I'm talking to my Louisiana audience here, but this should fire you up. That we have a governor that has an iron fist on on, on Republicans. Paige Paige Cortez and Clay Shakespeare should not even be in the leadership they did. They teamed up with the Black Caucus to get the votes from Democrats and betrayed their Louisiana people. It makes me sick, folks. It makes me sick that I live in a state where Republicans that promise you things. But you know what's sad? I, I, I know I'm getting emotional right here. But you know what gets me mad, more, m- more mad than anything else? These same politicians are going to come and knock on your doors in the next couple of years and ask for your vote. Because this is the excuse they use, folks. This is why this whole veto session went on. It wasn't for the America. It wasn't for the uh, Louisiana people. Clay Snyder and Paige Cortez did not want this. They were forced to. The governor didn't want it. For two days of this veto session, they only picked up two bills. You know what their motives were? Well, look, folks. We, we didn't do it this time. But if you like two more Republicans to die our House of Representatives, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go and, and change this state. They did the same thing. Look, if you, if you keep the Republicans and you change the governor, but if you vote Republican in the Senate, we're going to make sure that John B. Edwards can't do whatever they want to do. I call that hogwash. Folks, the Louisiana Republicans are not Republicans. They are Democrat rhinos. They use it. They cannot get elected unless they are Republicans. And that's what this whole veto session was. It was not to change the governor's votes, it was, uh, the governor's vetoes. It was not to get, get a win for the Republicans. And look, I like Blake Miguez. But Blake Miguez, hey, this showed the governor that we mean business. No, it don't, Blake. No, it don't. You just showed your hand that you're weak, spineless, no good Republicans that, these, especially the four of them, that one didn't show up and the other flip-flops. The Republican Party is weak in the state. They don't have a leader. Paige Cortez and Clay Snyder are not leaders of this state. They should not have an R behind their name. They should have a D behind their name because they have helped more the Democrat Party this session than any other session before. It makes me sick, folks. It makes me sick that I live in a state that all these Republicans in a couple of years are going to walk to people's door and knock. Oh, can you vote? Well, the Louisiana said, you know, we didn't do it. But if you vote Republican this time, we're going to change everything. That's the lie that every Republican uh, Republican politician in Louisiana says. And look, I'm not going to talk to the to people that are listening to this, because if you're listening to this, 9 out of 10, you are an informed voter. You know what's going on. You know what's happening in the state of Louisiana. But if you, there's going to be people that don't know what's going on. They're mad and they're furious that they didn't get the chance to have a a constitutional carry bill. Or that their daughters might have to play with a boy that says he's a girl. But they're not going to remember come time of election. Folks, John Bell Edwards, this is his last term. And like I said, he got free range now, folks. He's already talking about putting a mad a mass uh, guidance on us, telling us this Tuesday we're going to have to start wearing masks again. Folks, I'm tired of these masks. I'm tired. The, the governor is throwing numbers like they're like they're the jackpot for the Powerball. Which uh, Louisiana had the third surge of COVID. No, it's not. Where's the flu? You know, I asked somebody that the other day, where's the flu? You don't hear nothing of the flu, not even for the national politicians. They don't talk about the flu numbers. 
which I know why. But folks, he's going that because he wants more control. And he knows that the Louisiana people are going to give it to him. Well, not the Louisiana people, the Louisiana Republicans that we sent to Baton Rouge. And look, they wonder why, with my last thought, they wonder why people are leaving this state. I, I, don't, I don't remember what politician it was in the great state of Louisiana that said this the other day. He was crying and his tears were coming out. It was very emotional because his, he, his kids were leaving the state of Louisiana because of bad roads. I call that a fool. The reason, the reason people are leaving Louisiana It's not because of bad roads. It's because of bad politicians and a governor that does not care about jobs. We can give them free college. We can give them tops. But they go ahead and get these degrees with state funds and go to other states. I got friends in Texas. I got friends in Mississippi. I got friends in in Indiana. I got friends all over this great country. And all their states are Republican states and they're prospering because their Republican governors cares about keeping their people. Our governor wants to send people out. And the poorer they are, the better, the better the politician is. We're not losing young people to roads because we have bad roads. If I was making a six-figure dollar check, I don't care. The road could be a dirt road. I can get stuck every time it rains. I'm making six figures. But they want to pass taxes. They want to go ahead and bring up. They want to go ahead and bring up bad roads in Louisiana, so they can get more of our tax dollars. And you know what's who? You know who's helping them? The Republicans, because Clay Shakespeare's hey, the gaming industry, which is really gambling. But of course, they made a loophole between Edwin Edwards when he was governor. And look, rest Edwin Edwards' soul, because Edwin Edwards had passed away last week. And we understand that the loss of Sam. I pray for his family. But Edwin Edwards, what he did to this state was wrong by passing ga- gaming laws. Now, Clay Shakespeare's racking in the money. And Ronnie John, like I said, Ronnie John, that Thursday, got promoted to be the gaming chair commissioner. That's why he didn't show up. It wasn't because of his knee. It was because he had a position lined up. And John Bell Edwards said, you don't show up and you, you put a squeeze on them Republicans. But it was just all a show, folks. It was all a show. For the Republicans to say, we tried, but vote for us next time. We're going to get it done. Hogwash. I'll be right back. For delivering material to a job site, Acadiana uses Hayes Dump Truck Services. Since 2011, Hayes has been moving heaven and earth to job sites all over Acadiana with their top-of-the-line dump trucks. Whether it's a huge landscaping job or a pre-construction site, Hayes has the manpower and equipment to move the materials fast, fast. You call, we haul. Dirt, compost, gravel, topsoil, fill sand, and limestone. Call Hayes right now, 852-8043. Hayes Dump Truck Services, where Jesus is Lord of this company. How you doing, everybody? Welcome back. Oh, you know what's sad? I get angry, more angry, when I talk about my state politicians than I do about nationwide politicians. But it shouldn't surprise me because I, I, I want to make sure I, I make this known that the transgender bill did fail as well. It was supposed to get. I think I started saying saying that it failed, and I don't remember if I did, but it did. It fell by two votes because Republicans couldn't get two votes, which raises up another question. Why even have a veto session if you're doubting the numbers? See, these Republicans go out on the state and they say, oh, we got the numbers. We got the numbers. But when they don't have it, oh, we tried. And which, like I said, I made another point where Clay Schneider, not Clay, no, Paige Cortez goes up and says, hey, it's all done. And hey, forget about the other 26 bills. We don't need them. They're just, gonna, they're just not going to go into law, even if they're good bills. Folks, Clay Shea Schneider and Paige Cortez is a joke. But uh, this state, folks, I, and look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go ahead and I love this state. I love the state of Louisiana. But it's purple. 
It's not red and it's not blue. Vote-wise and constituents, yes, it is red. There's more conservatives and more Republicans in this state than there are Democrats. But the attitude of our leaders are Democrat. Now, there is a conservative caucus, and I'm glad for it. But, folks, it's, and look, there was rumors going around that there, there, there was Republicans that were thinking about not, not doing it. Because, look, hey, I, mean, I mentioned his name last week, and I'm, I'm proud to say him and Mar- Mike Uval, the my representatives voted. Fred Mills voted for it. There was rumors that Fred Mills was going to vote with the governor. So I'm God for that. There is some Republicans that listen to their constituents, but the other three flip-flops in the no-show didn't, didn't want it. So anyway, we had some good news on Wednesday. Bipartisan infrastructure framework failed to advance the Senate. Yay! Now, this, this, this was a ball, spoil, spoiled taste in my mouth because... Unfortunately, Bill Cassidy. Bill Cassidy was part of this bill trying to get it to the Senate, and he was part. He was standing behind the president. Yay, we did it. But it, anyhow. All right. I'm going to some other news here right now. Because, like I said, Wednesday was really busy. Really busy. But I, I got this from a lot of sources. I've got this from Daily Caller. Uh, I got the article from Fox News right here, and I think the Daily Wire showed. But this was uh, Wednesday, which would have been the 22nd. I don't have my dates in front of me, but anyway. Pelosi bans GOP reps Jim Jordan, Jim Banks, from serving on January 6th committee. McConnell threatens total boycott. So what happened here, folks? Okay, so... Let's go back into some history a little bit as I get comfortable. So what happened was that they, the, the, the House of Representatives, the U.S. House of Representatives went ahead and formed this bipartisan committee. It was a committee that was supposed to be made of uh, privately owned, I guess you could say, or something of that nature, that they were supposed to have a bipartisan committee Looking to January 6th. Now, they wanted this to involve the Senate. They passed it through the Senate. And through filibuster, the Republicans went ahead and shot it down. Not without some Republican support. Like uh, McCarthy, um, Mitt Romney. I think even Bill Cassidy voted for it. But it got shot down. Didn't hit the 60 votes it needed. So, Nancy Pelosi comes out and says, Huh, I can't do I'm going to make a House committee to look into this. Now, she picked four Democrats and a Republicans. Now, one Republican. Now, before you get your excitement up, the Republican she picked was Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney is famous for saying, I'm not going to, I'm going to make, do everything in my power to make sure that Donald Trump don't even get close to the Oval Office. Liz Cheney is also one of the Republicans that said it was Trump's fault for the uh, January 6th um, riot or insurrection as they say well what the, what happened at the capitol on january 6th so nancy pelosi picked her people so kevin mccarthy the house minority leader had to pick his his uh group two of the people that he picked were jim jordan and jim banks and both these men are outspoken supporters of donald trump now Think about this, folks, before you start jumping and and all this stuff, if you have not read this story. This is supposed to be a bipartisan committee. It's supposed to look at all the facts and determine if it was, how it started, you know, why it started, and what to do to fix it. So, me thinking, my my little small mind here at the BJS Studios is thinking, well, look, if it's a bipartisan, you want some people from the other side that are for Trump because they're going to ask the committee, well, what about this? What about that? And it's going to narrow it down to the truth. You know, if you only pick one side of an issue, you know, and look, I say this about spirituality stuff as well, about the Bible and stuff. If you only listen to one side of the issue, and not, and I'm not talking about doctrinal issues. Don't, if you're a Christian, don't, don't, don't freak out. I'm not talking about joining in with everything. I'm just talking about like, you know, I, I'm gonna use for example. I use, I, I'm a pre-tripper. I believe 
that when the rapture of the church happens, going to have him before the tribulation period and, and all that good stuff. But there's some people out there that are post-trippers. Now, me being a pre-tripper, say, I will never listen to nothing they say because I'm a pre-tripper. And you want to convince them, and they go, I will not listen to anything. That's a post, that is nothing but post-trip. And you have that mindset. Nothing's really going to get done. If you go, now, if you get together and you break down the word of God and you say, Lord, Holy Spirit, lead and guide me, show me what I need to learn, you might, ha- you might accomplish something. You might come out agreeing. You might still come out disagreeing. But at least you'll listen to both sides and you'll came down to some facts. Like one, I'm going to use, for example, on this topic. You know, I talked to a few friends of mine that are post-trippers. And look, uh, post-trippers, not the other word. But pre-tri- I'm a pre-tripper, and I, I read this, and I, I come to the realization one thing. Jesus is coming back, and I don't know when he's coming back, but i got to be ready for him to come back. And my counterparts agree with that, and hey, when I, and that's how it should come to. You know, hey, you can go out, go out green, but at least you'll come to a common ground. But according to this article, Nancy Pelosi banned these two GOP reps. Be- and, and, and I'm going <laughs> to, which is going to be fun, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and quote her words. She said she would not, uh, she won't appoint reps Jim Jordan from Ohio and Jim Banks from Indiana. Two strong allies. This is the news article for, for uh, allies of former President Donald Trump to the committee formed to investigate the cost of January 6th Capitol riots and make recommendations on preventing future violence. Her decision immediately sparked backlash from House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who called Pelosi move unprecedented and threatened to have all Republicans boycott the committee if Jordan and Banks don't get appointed. I'm trying to look for where um, where her statement is. Speaker, uh, I'm trying to see, and it was she was saying basically what she was saying is, folks, that. With respect for the integrity of the investigation with the uh, inciting of the truth and with concerns about statements made and actions taken by these members, I must reject the recommendation of uh, Representative Banks and Jordan to the select committee, Pelosi said in a statement. The unprecedented nature of January 6th demands unpartisan decisions. So that's Nancy Pelosi saying that, hey, y'all, we got to go ahead. I know they don't talk like that in California, but I'm using my sudden accent. Hey, y'all, we're going to go ahead and we're going to, you know, we want a bipartisan investigation. We want we want to look at all of it. So because Jim Jordan and, you know, Jim Banks are, 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 are allies of Donald Trump, we can't have that because they're for Donald Trump. But you can have a Republican that is for telling the president, the former president, hey, you know, you're not going to get to the White House. We're going to make sure everything in our power is to not let you get to the White House. So, but, but that's okay, folks. That's okay because, see, they have an open mind. They already think Trump's guilty of inciting violence at the Capitol. Folks, this is, first off, this is a partisan decision. Now, you might ask, well, who are the other three guys that McConnell picked? And let me see. They don't have them in this article, I don't believe. But anyway, there's other three Republicans. Hey, you know, she said that's fine. You know, they're fine. You know, they must they must have had. And look, I know what probably McConnell did. Kevin, not McConnell, but Kevin McCarthy did. Kevin McCarthy probably picked two strong Trump supporters and three moderate Republicans, which would have made it fair. Now, Jim Jordan and Jim Banks, if you ever heard them, these men speak, it's phenomenal. They cross all their T's and they dot all their I's. But the reason, and look, she says it's for the integrity of the, the, the probe or the investigation. It wasn't for the integrity of the, the probe that she did this. It was because they want to find Trump guilty. Folks, look, I don't care. Whatever Democrat you are, whatever, whoever you are, if you're a Democrat, you you have to at least admit that this man, Donald Trump, is not getting a fair shake here. Donald Trump has been ripped 
back and forth. Well, Isaac, you know what he did? Isaac, you know how he foiled the government? How he, he was looking at Democrat opponents? Which all the Democrats do. Obama went ahead and, and, and put spies on uh, Donald Trump. Also, Russian collusion. Russian collusion did the same thing. The Republicans used that not to vote for him. Oh, we don't, he might not be the legitimate president, so we're not going to go ahead and vote for anything he, he wants, you know. Paul Ryan was a joke. But Donald Trump has been ripped back and forth. He has gone to hell back and forth a number of times. And look, this is one reason why the Democrats wanted COVID so badly to, to make Donald Trump look bad because he, he didn't do it right. He didn't, he, he didn't stop the spread. He didn't all this stuff because they knew that was a tactic to win. Look, folks, and look, I mentioned it earlier about a, uh, a third or fourth surge that the governor of Louisiana is talking about. But it's kind of funny. The governor's not putting a mask mandate. He's putting guidance and, and doing it for state building, but he's not telling everybody else to wear a mask, which I wouldn't wear a mask to save my life in that area. But, it, but he's not talking about shutting down businesses. You know why they need the economy to grow to make Biden look good? On a side note of this, you notice how they're talking about the unemployment rate is dropping real down and the economy is going strong. And Joe Biden has made... Has has created more jobs than anybody, any president preceding him. But folks, these are people that are going back to work after losing their jobs due to COVID nineteen, and also the reason they're going back is because the government is telling them, "Hey, we're not going to give y'all no money." So you know, for them to eat and for them to enjoy their pleasures, they have to go and work. But more people are making money living off the government than working. That's why we had a job shortage a while back. And I know I'm chasing rabbits here, but the Democrat Party did everything in its power to hurt Donald Trump. And they're trying to do everything in their power right now to help um, Joe Biden. But it's not, this is the thing, folks, this committee is not bipartisan. Come on, do you honestly, the only reason that, that, that Nancy Pelosi picked Liz Cheney for that position, it wasn't because... Oh, it's going to be a bipartisan issue. You know, we, I, I look, see me, I picked a Republican. She's going to be fair. She's going to, no, she's not. She's going to do, and she said, that, that's the only reason why Nancy Pelosi got her. It's because she made a statement. She said, I'm going to do everything in my power to stop Donald Trump from being in the Oval Office. That certified her as a great candidate for this committee. Now, Kevin McCarthy I said, look, uh, he said it a couple of weeks back, uh, a couple of days after that. He um he pulled uh, McCarthy, according to the Daily Caller, pulled every single member that he asked for. Look, if you're not going to take these two, you're not going to take none. Now, I, I can honestly hear, oh, we're going to continue with the committee, with our one Republican that said that she's not, he don't like, she don't like Donald Trump. Folks, this is... This isn't a bipartisan committee. And if you're thinking that, you, you, need to get your, you need to get your head examined. The reason they don't want Jim Baker, I think, yeah, let me make sure I'm saying it right. I don't want to mislead anybody. Yeah, Jim, uh, Jim Banks and Jim Jordan from not being on these committees because they're for Trump. They're going to go ahead and make sure that if the Republicans, uh, if these Democrats comes out in this committee and says, Oh, Donald Trump, we heard that it was a backroom deal. And he told these people, go riot the Capitol. That Jim Banks and Jim Jordan going to say, really? Well, show us the evidence. Well, that wasn't that meeting. Uh, they, they were going to hold them in balance. That was, look, if them two would have been, if Nancy Pelosi would have said, yes, I'll take them two. I would have been surprised that, well, I wouldn't have been surprised that they would have held these people to the fire. Now, um, Jim Jordan, I, I don't, I think I have it. One moment. Jim Jordan made some statements on this right here, which was true right after this decision was made that he, he wasn't on this committee. And I'm going to go ahead and get the footage right here. I wasn't planning on playing this. 
But I think it, it, it proves point to because Jim Jordan says it's the best way. I love Jim Jordan's stuff when he goes ahead and comments on things. If the Facebook would load up, let's see. Uh, okay, this is Jim Jordan talking about this. It was Newsmax that brought this out of Jim Jordan, uh, Jim Jordan saying these words. Let's take a good listen. Leader and Jim. Of course, they, of course, it's not ready yet. Do you, do you hate that when you got, you want to really make a good point to somebody and these ads really mess it up and you can't skip it? Ha. <sighs> but anyway, Jim Jordan, this is Jim Jordan responding to what Nancy Pelosi did. Leader and Jim are exactly right. This has always been about politics uh, and the, today's actions of the speaker just confirm that. But frankly, uh, and I've said this before, what else are they going to talk about? I mean, they've been they're so focused on the January 6th committee. What else are they going to they talk about crime? The fact that crime is up in every major urban area in this country. They're going to they're talk about the border crisis. I mean, think about this. March was the highest month on record for illegal crossings until April. April was the highest month on record until May. May was the highest month on record until June. Can't talk about that. They're going to talk about inflation. They're going to talk about the fact that the price of eggs is up, the price of milk is up, the price of bread is up, the price of gas is up, the price of an airline ticket is up, the price of a use, the price of everything is up. They can't talk about that. So they're going to be partisan and they're going to focus on this. But as the leader said, and as Mr. Banks said, I don't think they're going to address the fundamental question. The fundamental question of why wasn't there a proper, uh, proper security presence at the Capitol that day? They're not going to address that. And only one person can answer that question. Only one. Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. My hunch is, my hunch is, the reason I don't want to address that question, my hunch is, is because what happened all last year? The Democrats normalized anarchy. They normalized rioting and looting. And when rioters and looters attacked our law enforcement personnel, when rioters and looters destroyed small businesses, what did Democrats do? They went out and raised money to bail them out of jail, and they continue to talk about defunding the police, and in fact did that in all these major urban areas, which is why crime is up. So as Jim Jordan just said, they're not going to ask the, the issues. And the video was a little longer, but I'm stopped it right there for a reason. They're not going to go ahead and address these issues. Why they didn't have a police presence? Why? All they're going to do is look, okay, how did Donald Trump influence these people to, 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 to ransack the Capitol? That's all they're going to do, folks. This is not a bipartisan This is not a bipartisan group. The Democrats want Donald. They don't want Donald Trump to run for president again. So they can try to find as much dirt as they can without anybody looking over their shoulder. Folks, this is this is all political. This is to stop Donald Trump from running for president again. I'll be right back. How you doing, everyone? Isaac here, and I'm here to tell you about the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. I know Scott personally. He's a true blue, red-hot conservative. Talking about current world events, but just not telling you about the world events. He's giving you a God on his opinion of what's going on. So today, go ahead and check out the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. Since I've told you, next time I see you, I'm going to ask you, did you watch the Scott Ford Show? If you say yes, I'm going to give you a thumbs up with a big smile. If not, I'm going to look at you weird and say, why are you not watching the Scott Ford Show? So go check out the Scott Ford Show today on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. How you doing, everybody? Welcome back again to the third and final segment of the day. You know, a lot of people ask why I do this. And and one is because, you know, I heard heard my good friend Scott Ford and uh, my other good friend Lauren Collins, as Scott says, our sister from another mister, um, talking about what made us start into this. 
well, what made them two start into it is, um, you know, one was people that said they didn't care about politics were calling me and saying, hey, Isaac, what is going on with these elections? And I was like, man, you know, I'm going to make a podcast because there's going to be people. In my, every, and I still do it today. I tell my wife, did you see what happened? Did you see? And she's like, I don't care. Didn't leave me alone. And I'm running around the house. Did, did you see what happened? And, and they were they kind of like the same story. You know, the media families are like, ah, why are we doing that? And they, they say, look, we, we have opinions. We want it out. I think another reason, though, that I did it was to expose the left for what they're doing. Now, I just saw this news article from Fox News. I, during the break, I went ahead and looked. I, I saw some that caught. And the article said the chance of saying, let them die. That's right, folks. Apparently, you know, and they're, uh, they're, and this is happening in Virginia. They had this protest type thing. And listen to this woman talk for a, for a second. And, you know, the, the Republican Party is supposed to be the party that understands. And the Republic, the Democrat Party is supposed to be the party that, that looks out for the minorities and, 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 and the people that, but their opponents, oh, they, they want them to die. Listen to this woman talk on this video about how she said everyone that's against them and that's that's not for their agenda let them die listen listen to this folks Okay, did you just hear that? She said these people that, that are, I'm going to paraphrase, people that, that are against us and don't want to stand with us, let them die. Don't let these people deter what we're trying to do. Now, this was the, now you might be asking, well, Isaac, is that just a simple part? No, but this was, this was sponsored by the Fairfax County Democratic Committee and Lime Street on, on their Facebook page. <gasps> Wait, that was a Democratic... That was a Democratic event? Yes. The article reads, Virginia Republicans rise alarms after radical left Democrat teams up and let them die pro-CRT rally. Oh, no. See, people, this is why I do this. This is, this is one of the reasons why I do this. It's because you won't hear this on CBS. CBS won't come breaking news tonight. Pro pro CTR rally says kill the Republicans. You won't see that on CBS or Good Morning America. You might hear it on Fox News. And then you got to listen. Who You got to see who you're listening to. You might pick it up from Mark Levin. Or you might pick it up from Sean Hannity. You might pick it up from Ben Soprano from Daily Wire. Or Dan Bongino from Fox News. <laughs> you might pick it up from Lauren Collins from I Just Gotta Say Something podcast. Or Scott from the Scott Ford Show. And here, of course, the Cajun Conservative. But you will not hear it from these big name media sources. Listen, folks, we, we all got iPhones. We all got Android devices that every time a news story blings, we can look at it. I didn't see this. Look, I don't. I don't. I, I maybe it maybe flash, and I didn't see it. But I didn't see this from Fox News. This was a pro CRT rally that was organized for the from the Fairfax County Democrat Party. Now you're gonna have Democrats say, "Oh, they misspoke." No, they didn't misspoke, folks. This ain't the first time Republicans have been dealt with threats. And look, I, I, you know, I can go ahead. I bet if I call Scott Ford right now, and Scott Ford's on this, on this, he would say how people call, call him racist. People have called him homophobe. They even call Lauren Collins racist. You know, I heard from her interview this week from the Scott Ford show that she has a, a, bi, a, a, a biracial daughter. She's half black. And people call Lauren Collins racist. And I've, I've heard this, too. I've, I've been said this already. You know, they, they tell her the only reason she had a black daughter is to show that she isn't racist, but she really is racist because of the thing she said. I've had friends tell me the same. You know, you only got friends, black friends, because you're racist and you're trying to show you're not racist. I'm like, wait, 
It don't make sense. That's like adding salt into your coffee and saying it's going to taste sweet. It just don't make sense. But this is an article that I ran across, and this this just this just came about four hours ago. So I thought it would be pretty neat to to show my audience and all over this nation, all over Louisiana, and whoever else listens to this, that the Democrat Party right now is chanting, let them die. Now, I, I can understand if you are a Democrat listening to this and you're, you're a troll trying to get to me and tell me all the stuff that I, I, I let it roll off my back anyway. Isaac, you're fear-mongering. You're fear-mongering. You're trying to show the dog. I'm not, and I look, I'm not saying all Democrats are bad. I've come on this program multiple times and say I have Democrat friends. Love them to death until we talk about politics. But that disturbs me. You know, I, I, I want to ask a question, and I'm showing some hypocrisy. I have a whole other, a whole other topic I want to talk about, but this is just on my mind right now. The hypocrisy of all this. What if that was a NRA rally? And the NRA made a, a, a foolish statement, which that is a foolish statement that that woman said, wishing death on my opponents. That's just stupid. This woman is probably a couple of fries short of a Happy Meal. But just imagine that was an RNA rally. And the, R, the NRA person that was leading the, the chant and talking says, Every Democrat that don't believe in a gun rights bill, let them die. Fox, uh, Fox Evening News, Republican NRA rally says they want they want their opponents to die. You hear all that all over the you you would hear it all over the networks. You would hear it on conservative radio. But see, folks, that's the hypocrisy of the left. And look, I, I know I've been mentioning a lot of people here, but Scott Ford does a great job. Go watch his videos; how he shows the hypocrisy of all these fools that call themselves Democrats and are Democrats leaders that that are that are just saying stupid statements like this. Let them die. That was a Democrat rally, and that's how you promote your party. Well, I'm glad you're the party of the the caring and the concern. You know, folks, this this is the thing about this nation. It, you, you have the freedom of speech. But that freedom of speech don't give you the right to say anything you want to say. I call that a death threat. She didn't mention one person. No, but she mentioned the Republican Party. And look, I, I said this at the beginning of the program. Some Republicans make me want to go no party. But they're talking to Republicans. They're talking to conservatives. They're talking to libertarians. They're talking to a lot of people out there. That oppose the Democrat Party. And people that want to go ahead and, and, and silence their opponents, their political opponents by death, it don't become free. It, that's a death threat to me. And that's when it becomes a socialist na- uh, nation. You know, we talked about Cuba last week, folks. We talked about how Cuba went ahead and were flying American flags and asked for their freedom. You know, Fidel Castro did something when he got into office. He eliminated his political foes. Eliminated them. Stalin did it. The, the one from, uh, I can't think of his name, the one from Italy did it. Hitler did it. They eliminated their political foes, and they took over the media. And look, the Democrat Party has taken over the media, folks. And now they want to silence. Now, and like I said, this was not a political. They had a, a, someone that was, that was voted in, in the crowd waving. It was a chairman of something in West Virginia. But, folks, this is stupid. This is just stupid. All right. I'm going to go ahead and spend some time on this article that I've seen. July 22nd, 2021. It is um, it's in politics. It's from the Daily Caller. Fact-checking Joe Biden's performance at CNN Towns Hall. Now, and, and this is the reason why I'm bringing this up. I've been hearing a lot of stories about YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms censoring what people could say. And... I think the Daily Wire did a good job because I'm not the Daily Wire, the Daily Caller that put out this this uh, this article. I didn't realize. I think it was the day before that Don Lemon, out of all people, Don Lemon hosted a town hall with Joe Biden. 
Joe Biden did this because he knows that Mr. Don Lemon ain't going to ask him no questions. And, and that's another thing on a side note with this. You notice how Joe Biden is going to CNN, MSNBC, and going to all these liberal news networks, but has not granted a town hall with Fox News. Peter Dorsey from Fox News, the uh, White House contributor that asks the tough questions to uh, Saskowski, um, is really getting bummed because they don't want to ask. They don't want to let him ask any questions. Every time he asks a question, he puts their foot in their mouth. But they, he don't want to go to Fox News. Now let, let's think back a little bit, folks. You know, Donald Trump went on CNN, ABC, and all that. But you remember while. The, uh, uh, while the, uh, Donald Trump wouldn't go in there and they were pouting the president of the United States don't want to talk to us this is not democracy we have freedom of the press now granted every time Donald, wa- Donald Trump walked out onto the front lawn of the White House he, ha- he he asked me y'all got questions Donald Trump talked to more media than any president that I'm aware of but he ain't doing a town hall. All he wants to go is do it on Fox News and Newsmax and all these conservatives. They don't want to come to us. And they went on TV all, the president is stopping democracy. Every time they, they disagree, something is stopping democracy. <laughs> but now that Joe Biden is president, oh, he's coming on our program. He shouldn't go on Fox News. He shouldn't go on C- uh, Newsmax. He, he, you see how it's flipped? Look at the hypocrisy in that. They praised Joe Biden for not going on uh, the opposite side. They get tough questions. But when it was Donald Trump, it was bad. You couldn't have it. Anyway. So anyway, but Don Lemon had uh, President Joe Biden on there for a town hall. And it was, um, yeah, Wednesday night. It was Wednesday night. And they had some things that Donald Trump, uh, that not Donald Trump, excuse me, President Joe Biden kind of misled led the audience on CNN. Of course, Don Lemon didn't, didn't think it was lies. Everything that Mr. Biden was saying was true. And, and, and also, you know, I wonder where was the fact checkers. You know, they, everybody facts check a conservative, but they never fact check President Biden. So here we go. Um, here are Biden's shakiest answers from his performance alongside CNN host Don Lemon. The first question, Republicans are lying about Democrats opposing police. Now, let me give you some background, folks. Remember when George Floyd passed on? Well, he was murdered in the street, or if you want to, whatever happened with George Floyd. I I believe every conservative said it was wrong, but he was murdered in the street, you know, with his knee and whatnot. You remember the riots that took place? And you had, you had leaders in this country saying that we need to defund the police. Ocasio-Cortez. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, but I'm going to mention her full name. You know, she don't like being called AOC. Then you had Ilar Omar. Then you had, uh, you had even, I think, Joe Biden talking about, hey, let's defund the police a little bit. So, and I'm going to read from the Daily Callers, um, from the, the article that they wrote. This is from Andrews Hasstorm. Hagstorm that wrote this. One of them was Republicans lying about Democrats opposing police. Because remember, I just mentioned all that. Biden argued in the response to questions from Lemon that Republicans who paint the Democrat Party as anti-police are liars. We're liars, folks, according to the President of the United States. How do you respond to Republicans who try to paint you and your party as anti-police? Uh, Lemon acts. They're liars, Biden said, to applause from the audience. So, so he went ahead and called us liars. In fact, several Democrat politicians have supported defunding the police, including Missouri's Representative Correa Bush, New York uh, Alexander Ocasio Cortez, which I just mentioned, and Minnesota Rep. Ilar Omar. And innumerable state and local lawmakers. I believe the path toward justice is a long arc. Safety is not just a officer with a badge and a gun. Ocasio-Cortez said in November, according to the New York Post, our police budget is too high. 
So, so, so Joe Biden calls us a liar, and I just brought out some statements from Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, Cory Bush, and others. You know, this is in Omar's post. The Minnesota Police Department has proven themselves beyond reform. It is time to disband them and reimagine public safety in Minnesota. That is Ilar Omar. So he calls us liars, folks. He calls us that are that say that Democrats are anti-police liars. So now we got another one. Are the Republicans abusing the filibuster? Democrat Biden and the Democrats on Capitol Hill have accused Republicans of abusing the filibuster and obstructing the passage of the uh, Democratic legislation for months. And Biden reiterated that point Wednesday. The members of the audience asked a member of the audience asked Biden whether Republicans voting reform measures justify abolishing the filibuster to which Biden argued the filibuster should only be reformed. Now, these are Biden word. The, the abuse of the filibuster is pretty overwhelming, Biden said, adding that decades ago, if you were to filibuster, you had to stand on the floor and hold the floor. So you had to take it, take. There were significant fewer filibusters in those days in the middle of civil rights movement. Biden says he wants to return focus senators to physical holds on the floor to perform. Now, hold on, folks. <laughs> and the right of this article, article does, does a really good job. The filibuster, I'm going to quote our president again. I really want to quote our president again. The abuse of the filibuster is overwhelming. Um, if I was in that, that town hall, I would ask the president of the United States. Really, Mr. President. So it wasn't overwhelming when y'all took, why didn't you say that when the Democrats were in power? You see, folks, that's the thing about the Democrat Party. The filibuster isn't overwhelming until they're in power and the Republicans use it against them. You see, a while back, they had a bill that was going on and the the Democrats changed uh, rules and everything to benefit them. When the Republicans use those same rules, though, this is against democracy. This is against Dude, this makes me so mad because this makes me, this is, this is hypocrisy at its finest. Because Biden saying that it's overwhelming. Why didn't he say that when, 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 uh, when they were using it to stop Donald Trump with everything, which they had Republican help, by the way, I'm just, I'm not going to lie on that. This line of argument is misleading, however, due to the fact that Republicans have no more abused the filibuster under Biden than Democrats abused it under the former president, Donald Trump. I just said that. And like I said, that guy makes a good argument on that. One more before we we go ahead and wrap this up. Let me see if I can find a good one. They, They have a lot of them right here. Let's go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and use this one. Biden overblows vaccination efforts if you're vaccinated you're not going to be hospitalized you're not going to be in the icu unit and you're not going to die biden began going to say regarding the new delta covid variant that you're not going to get covid if you have these vaccinations folks that's an outright lie see we're fact checking joe biden right here folks None of these claims are wholly true. Even the Center of the uh, Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, acknowledged that vaccinated people still face some risk of COVID-19 infection. See, the president's going around saying, and look, of course, this, before Joe Biden became president, this, this vaccination, you couldn't talk to the Democrat Party about it. Because it was bad because Donald Trump is in charge of it. Y'all shouldn't trust it. Biden gets in there. Oh, y'all should trust this whole thing. You know, according to Dr. Fauci, it's the greatest thing that sliced bread. But you still got to wear a box full of masks. Folks, Joe Biden. And I said this the other day. People don't, people don't trust this, uh, this vaccination. I believe it was. I wouldn't have took it even if Donald Trump was still president today. But folks, President Joe Biden is pushing his vaccination so much that he's going to lie to do it. Folks, we don't. And look, like I said, of course, ABC, NBC, CBS, and all of them are going to ain't going to have the boom breaking news tonight. Fact checking Joe Biden's performance at the CNN town hall was disgraceful. He lied. 
They won't say that. Oh, how good Joe Biden. Look how good he talked with all the people. I'll just mention three of these lies in the short time I have. And it's kind of funny how they're not going to fact check none of them. But it's okay for the fact checkers to check for, to check on us. You know, if Fox News or Newsmax say something that isn't right, they're going to cut. Even the president, they just took him out because he wasn't speaking truth. But, but Joe Biden could go on a stage with Mr. Don Lemon. So far left, he's about to fall off the cave. The, 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 uh, the hill. But they're not, they're going to fact check us. They're not, they, but they're not going to fact check them because everything they say is true. Folks, and I just exposed so much hypocrisy in that one little clip. Makes me sick, folks. I wish, I wish the fact checker was fact check them. It's not fact checking me and Scott Ford and Lauren Collins and Nate Savage and all the, all the people that I'm associated with. I want to thank you for listening to the Cajun Conservative. Once again, hit that, hit that subscribe button and get all the new episodes reminded to your phone. Until next week, you be blessed, you be encouraged, and remember, Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? If not, you better get ready. He's coming back soon. Until next week, you have a good one.